Hi. Hello. Welcome. Have you heard the good news about... Oh, I had something. Coronavirus? Oof. (laughs) I got it. You do. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm actually feeling pretty okay. I have another package, another special delivery. So, hang on. Thank you. I don't know what they're taking. Um, yeah, yeah, I got the Rona. That sucks. I got the Rona. I'm Sophia. I use she, her pronouns. I'm Kat or Dylan, and I use they, them pronouns. (laughs) I thought when you said, have you heard the good news about the Rona? You were going to, like, regale us with tales of your illness. Oh, I can. I can do that. I mean, there's not really... I, there's not really much to regal anymore. I spent all of... We're recording on Friday, January 29th. I spent all of last Saturday listening to a book I had for my English class on my bed. Just, like, out of it. But, you know, I've had a little bit of a cough. Um, I'm, I'm tired. I, uh, my taste is coming back. Yay! I can taste again. That's nice. Um, I got... Oh, okay. So here's how... Here's the whole story. So I get testing from my school twice a week. And I started feeling kind of sick on Friday. My test that I had on Friday that I took... I got tested last Thursday. Mm -hmm. That test came back Friday night negative. Mm -hmm. My brother, who's working as a contact tracer right now, thinks it's was probably a false negative, but maybe not. Oh my god! What are you <laughs> doing? She just knocked her food bowl over, filled with wet food. I don't know what she's up to today. She wants sec. to eat off the floor. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> um. So I yeah, I started feeling sick on Friday. We here are a bit of a disaster today at the cat household. Yeah, it's like that. Anyway, you were saying? Well, so then I spent like all of, so I spent like all of Saturday kind of like sick and with a bit of a cold. I thought it was a cold. And then I was like, oh my God, but what if it's COVID? Mm -hmm. But all of my friends were like, there's only been two cases on campus since we got here. It's not COVID. How would it be COVID? It's not COVID. And I'm like, but I have a cough and like a bit of an elevated temperature. What if it's COVID? And everyone's like, it's not COVID. And my parents were like, it's not COVID. Relax. Not COVID. Not COVID. And I'm like, I think it's COVID because I was having an anxiety response of, guys, it's definitely COVID. And all of my friends were like, Sophia, 
you always get a cough when you get a cold. It's not COVID. And I was like, I think you're wrong. (laughs) And then, you know, it sort of progressed and my symptoms sort of stayed like exactly the same throughout this, the whole weekend. And then on Monday, I went to go get my Monday test because I was like, I need to schedule test as soon as I can for Monday so I can, you know, know as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. And on Monday, I started getting like sinus pressure, Monday, Tuesday. So by Tuesday afternoon, I had 100% convinced myself that it was not COVID and that it was in fact a sinus infection. Mm-hmm. I had come to the 100% definitive conclusion full definitive conclusion that it was a sinus infection. I was like, this is a sinus infection. It's not COVID. And I talked to my dad and I was like, dad, do you think I have COVID? And he was like, I would be very, very surprised if you have COVID. Everybody (laughs) in my life, we were all just like, it's not COVID. And at eight, just after 830 on Tuesday night. So the way it works is from the school, if you test positive they will Mm -hmm. give you a call and tell you what to do next Mm -hmm. so at 8 30 on tuesday night my results haven't come back from my monday test (laughs) i'm sitting here and i'm like okay what's going on 8 30 i get a call and they're like hi is this sophia and i'm like yes they're like so your most recent test came back you tested positive for covid19 and I was like, Oof. oh boy. I was like, yeah, great. I believe is exactly what I said. And they were like, so have you been showing any symptoms? And I was like, well, so I have. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, so here's the thing. But I had just thought it was like a sinus infection. Lo and behold. Anyway, so I get moved out at like 10.30 p.m. or like 9.45 p.m. from my room on campus to a different room, to a different building so that I have my own bathroom, basically. Oh, that's good. Um, And I'm going to be here until next Tuesday Um, because you only have to be in isolation 10 days from when you start showing symptoms. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, And it's funny, my Riley, who I've mentioned before, Mm -hmm. who, you know, I don't know if people know this. Riley and I were randomly assigned roommates with Lainey our first year together. But, you know, since Lainey was the year ahead of us because she transferred, Riley and I have lived together every single year since freshman year. Um, Riley also got COVID. (laughs) Oof. And so she's living down the hall from me (laughs) in the only other single user bathroom in this building, like on this floor in this building. Um, Mm -hmm. And we were talking about how it's kind of fate. Oh, yeah. It's it's fate. It's like it's it's destiny. It, it, It was meant to be. Here we are senior year. And out of the, like, the six people that we've been closest with since we got to campus on the 18th, the two of us get COVID. And we're on the same floor. Um, and her her mom also brought a care package 
and I didn't bring my kettle with me because I was like, why would I bring my kettle with me? Um, her mom bought me a kettle because she's like the sweetest lady in the whole That's wide world. So, so now I have hot tea. Her mom also bought, not that I don't have any problems with celestial seasonings. And I know I've said I'd, I'll read, eventually I'll read the article about celestial seasonings. But mm-hmm. one of the tea sampler boxes that her mom brought is from celestial seasonings um and i sent i was like riley your mom bought me celestial seasonings take a look at this article it's fucking wild uh-huh. so that is the tea i have with me if you can't drink water because you're sick drink tea mm-hmm. herbal tea does the exact same thing as water You know, green tea, other ca- caffeinated tea does not, because it's got caffeine in it. Oh, apart from the fact that it is hot. It is hot. Anyway, uh, that's my fun fact this week. I got <laughs> I got the coronavirus, <laughs> but I really am doing I really am doing okay. My symptoms have been like pretty mild the entire time. So that's good, at least. I'm not. I've been, I've had very good humor. If I had been sicker and I hadn't been with Riley and, you know, it had been, what is that? What does your mug say? It says, nobody knows I'm gay. Nice. <laughs> it's like the size of my head. Nice. Um, you know, if, if other fact, if there had been like other factors, I don't think we'd one be recording a podcast right now. Mm-hmm. And two, I would not have had as good humor as I do. But, you know, I, I feel like I'm taking it in stride. It's kind of funny. There are also upsides to it. Like, now I don't have to worry about getting coronavirus. Because yeah. <laughs> I got yeah. coronavirus. I also don't have to go through testing through my school f- until April again. Oh, nice. So. No more testing for me, motherfucker. I do still have to, like, wear a mask and everything. Because yeah. I'm not going to go around with, like, a big stamp on my head that's like, I already got it, bitches. <laughs> been- um. <laughs> gets, gets a tattoo that just says, been there, done that. <laughs> Riley, Riley and I were joking that by the time that, by the time that the antibodies are pretty much all out of our system, the vaccine will probably be widely available in, like, April and May. Mm-hmm. And so by the time we go to get the vaccine, our body's just going to be like, fuck it, you again? This clown? This ain't my first rodeo with you, motherfucker. Incredible. <laughs> my dad just got his second dose of the vaccine, and I was talking to my mom earlier. My mom was like, you should call him. Your dad feels like doo-doo. Her exact words. I believe it. I love your mother. <laughs> She also, when I called her, when I called her after I texted her, because I'd been talking to her, I said, Mom, I texted her, I called her, and she picked up the phone, and she went in channeling Cardi B, she went, coronavirus? Like that video of Cardi B. Incredible. But very sad. um, Anyway, uh, we should probably get to, like, what we're, what our podcast is about. 
Absolutely. Do you want to go? Our podcast is about good news. (laughs) Um, Not me having the Rona. Do you want to go first or should I? Um, so here's my thing. I think, I know you say this every week, but I think we might have the same story this week. I, okay, okay. Were you going to talk about GameStop? No, but mine is also about, like, stupid, stupid millionaires. (laughs) (laughs) Because apparently the, the Reddit user who not started it, but, like, got the rallying cry in this GameStop thing was from Boston and you were like, oh, I found a local news source. Oh, no, no, no. Mine's not, no, no, mine's not local in that sense. Mine is like, it's from a, mine's from Houston, but it's from like a local news channel. Um, Okay, wait. I don't, people have been trying to, by people I mean like TikTok news, like whatever, have been trying to explain the whole GameStop thing to me. And, um, nothing has gone over my head faster than this. I think I kind of get it, but, um, I also really don't. I know, I know a bunch of people on Reddit made, uh, Wall Street, I know a bunch of people on Reddit made Wall Street look dumb, big dumb dumb, and, like, look like Monopoly money, Mm-hmm. And big stupid, and I like that. It's so fucking confusing. Sh- I, should I go first? Okay, I. Yeah, sure. Um, I just know is... I. I just know I'm confused. I just know I'm confused, and I'll probably walk away from this being more confused. And you know what? I'm okay with that. So, um, basically, I have just been for the past several days since. Wednesday and then again yesterday, I have been Googling GameStop for dummies. Like, GameStop explained simple terms. I saw a TikTok last night. I saw a series of TikToks last night that I got maybe 45% of. I feel like in the same way that every time I watch the movie The Big Short... Mm-hmm. I walk away and I'm like, I understand that. And then I think about it for longer than 30 seconds. And I'm like, nope, you know what? I didn't. Not at all. Not even close. So, yeah, I've never taken a business class. I've never even taken statistics. I don't understand. I, I was going to say I don't understand money. I kind of understand money. What I but don't it's understand. Not real. It's not real. Yeah. What I don't understand is like anything more complicated than like giving people change when I worked retail like anything more complicated than that and I'm like I don't "Mm." understand that so okay here's what I get Mm -hmm. this isn't even us discussing an article yet which I think is hysterical here's what I get so some big head big hedge fund Mm -hmm. on Wall Street bet that GameStop's stock first of all I think part of it is that saying GameStop stock is difficult. Bet that GameStop, GameStop's stock would go down. And then a bunch of people on Reddit to fuck over the hedge fund bought stock in GameStop. 
So then the stock price went up. And then the people who bought the stock in GameStop bet that the stock would go up. So then they made a bunch of money and fucked over the hedge fund. But I could also be wrong. That, okay, so that is more or less my understanding of it. But I think a couple things to uh, kind of, the, the key elements of this story, as I understand them, are a lot of people have a lot of, a lot of people on Reddit like GameStop. Uh, the a thing lot is people... also GameStop doesn't just sell games. Like I bought my Nintendo, I bought my Switch through GameStop. Like, yeah, I have several sets of socks that I got at GameStop that have like Pokemon or whatever on them. Like GameStop's not going anywhere anytime soon. They're not going the way of Blockbuster Video. I mean, the the issue is that a lot of uh, people who don't understand. The nostalgia factor and the fact that GameStop's not just about games are like, nobody's going to buy games in person anymore, which is, again, a, like, a key piece of this story, which was basically like... This is, ba- this is financial, like, baby boomers kind of being idiots, too. Yeah, a little bit. And not, like, understanding... There's, there's just... There's yeah. so many elements to the story. God, that my I, audio like, looks <laughs> It looks like a fish. Like fish bones. That's crazy. Yeah, no, I can't get it to do that. Um... <laughs> no, that one doesn't look quite as good. Um, You'll see. You'll see when you go to edit. Have fun. <laughs> anyway, so I've read so many articles on this topic trying to figure out what the fuck is happening so is this gonna be i have a question are you gonna read a specific article or is this just gonna be okay um i found an article from screen rant of all places called tldr game stock gamestop stock price explained what exactly is going on nice okay please Um, Please, because uh, and it, is it actually going to explain it to me? Because I, I skimmed it and it made more sense than anything else I've read. I've read so many. I want it presented to me in terms of a story with the most basic aspects of stock market thoroughly explained. That's what I was looking for. What I found was a bunch of like, uh, for the most part, I found I found like eight articles that were exactly the same article in different packaging. And it was basically just answering like eight or nine questions that weren't questions that I knew enough about stocks to ask. Yeah, this is like, again, going back to the big short, because I feel like that's one, it's a very good movie. Mm. And two, it does. You know, that scene I watched The Daily Show any The Daily Show on this and even The Daily Show is too much. But, you know, that scene with Margot Robbie in the bathtub where she's explaining it. I don't know if you've I've seen... i seen The Big Short. Okay. I went to see The Big Short in the theater with my with my parents because it was a fun movie. And, you know, who doesn't like looking at Ryan Gosling? He's great. He's fun. Um, but there's a scene where she's explaining what it means to short stock, which is just mm-hmm. to bet against the stock. But she's doing it while drinking champagne in the bathtub, which as a... 
is a directorial decision. And there's a bunch of different scenes where they get famous actors to break the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. And like they get a whole scene with Selena Gomez and a bunch of other like they get one with like Anthony Bourdain or, you know, some other mm-hmm. like bunch of famous people to basically explain these really complicated financial terms in mm. like the most simple plain text possible in really yeah. fun ways and i was nice. like that is what i need i need the like and the reason the f- the first one they did was the margot robbie in the bathtub and it's very because she's margot robbie in a bathtub it's very mm. just like attention grabbing and that's the whole point of it it's like it keeps you interested enough to actually like pay attention to what she's saying. And I was like, I need that. Somebody please explain. Can yeah. you believe all four Wednesdays that we've had in February have just been like have... fucking just boosh? Yeah. Someone uh on TikTok was like like seven or eight six or seven days ago was like Okay, we have not had a normal Wednesday since 2021 <laughs> began. What does everybody think is going to happen next week? It's like, it's and been nobody com- predicted Reddit users make make the stock market look like silly, silly babies. They literally these Reddit users exposed Wall Street for just being like, "You big dumb baby." <laughs> And then use the money they got to, like, pay off their parents' medical bills. Did you see that? Yeah. The Reddit user who was like, I paid for all of my mom's, like, chemo bills. Yeah. And I cried. Yeah, no, it, like, it's crazy that, and then my favorite part about this is all of, like, the Wall Street people are all literally, like, that's not how it works. You broke the rules. Wah, wah, wah. And they're all being big, dumb babies about it. And yet... When when they do shit that fucks over poor yeah. working class people, they're like, them's the rules. Yeah, if you if you if you wanted the, the system to work for you, you gotta work with the system. Well, yeah. they did. Yeah, they well, made you look stupid. They fucking did and they made you look big oh. dumb baby. Anyway, so screen rant. Screen rant. Uh this article is by Danny Pays. Uh GameStop stock price explained. What exactly is going on? Why is GameStop stock soaring? And why did Robinhood restrict trades? Here's how Reddit upended Wall Street in a week. And what is happening next? You know, I... Okay, say what you will about Reddit, but... This... This is just... This is... This is... This is gold. Yeah. I don't go on Reddit because Neither the do first I. time I made a Reddit account, I went to some, I was like, oh, here's a thing that I, I'm really passionate about right now. I will join r slash whatever this thing is. Nope. And it was immediately just sexualizing female characters. And I was like, those are children. Excuse me, sir. Sir. That is a child that you have drawn like that. Yeah. I'm leaving. Yeah, I don't go on Reddit. I've often found cat. I found that I found that Reddit. Um, yeah, we don't have to talk about this. Um, I do love it when people post "Am I the asshole?" things on other platforms for me to read. I like seeing anyway. I like seeing posts from Reddit on other social media platforms. Yeah, 
But this particular um. Reddit, <laughs> this particular Reddit moment, this is, God, fucking Iconic. Jesus Christ. What is with Wednesdays? It's Wednesday, my dear. <laughs> ah! <laughs> but okay. seriously, um. that vine is, was made for 2021. Yeah. Okay. The thing is, this on particular January... Wednesday, I didn't hear about until Thursday. Anyway. Yeah. On January 12th, G- GameStop's... Oh, boy, this is going to be... This is going to be one of those hard-to-read <laughs> articles. On January 12th, GameStop's stock price began its meteoric rise to historic highs, blasting past its meager $15 share price in mid-December to a peak of $467 per share. Do not eat my breakfast, you little thief can you imagine if you just had like stock in game stock in in GameStop just because like not because of this yeah stop it okay on january 12th GameStop stop blah 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 blah, blah. um ella uh, is the host the of the podcast of now 467 dollars per share at the time of the writing this article this explosion in value has made traders a fortune but it wasn't the suits of wall street profiting off of i'm looking up what gamestop stock is now wasn't the suits on wall street profiting off of what had has been more than a 700 percent boost my cat is trying to eat my quiche um this explosion in value has made traders a fortune but it wasn't the suits on wall street profiting off of what has been a more than 700 percent boost in share price in just one week it has been amateur traders who have raked in millions uh so what exactly <laughs> sorry looking at the fucking looking at the the stock price of the ga- the graph looking at the graph go up is fucking crazy that's uh, so what it- so what exactly happened to cause this us- unprecedented spike in GameStop's, GameStop's stock valuation? It's a David versus Goliath story at its core, and it begins with GameStop's suffering business. The video game retailer was once the staple of strip malls, but online game pro- platforms like Steam and the ongoing coronavirus pandemic has battered businesses. Has battered the business. GameStop was projected to close 1,000 stores by the end of March 2021, which was a response to losses over the course of 2019 and 2020. The company even hired Nintendo of America president Reggie Fils-Aimé, Fils-Aimé earlier in 2020 and struck a profit-sharing deal with Microsoft to mount a comeback. Still, the future looked bleak for the retailer, and hedge funds noticed the potential to make profits from its downfall. Investment firms like Melvin Capital bet big on GameStop's share per price, banking on a trading strategy known as short selling. It's a fairly simple maneuver. Is it? Is it? Is it though? Because it's been baffling me. Uh, That involves hedge funds borrowing GameStop shares from lenders at a $1 fee. So they borrow the shares with a promise to give them back. The firm then sells the stocks at their current price, say $10, then waits for their price to sink to $5 so they can repurchase them for cheaper and earn a profit. Okay. So they they borrow the shares for a little bit of money and then give them back when they're worth even less money and they make money. Yeah. Okay. 
It does not make sense. I don't understand how it works, but I will just, it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, I accept it and I move on. Uh, there's a little little equation here that explains how it works. Ah. Uh. Um, $10 minus $5 minus $1 means a profit of $4 per stock in the case where they borrow it for $1, uh, sell it for $10, and then buy it back for $5. Okay. Uh, shorting stocks can offer huge profits if executed seamlessly, but can be extremely risky if the shorted stock surges... Goodness. Yeah, so this is what again, this is what happened. This is the, the big bi- short. This is the big short. So this is why this is why the housing bubble was so da- this is why it was so bad because mm-hmm. all of these big hedge funds were betting against were propped up on these bad housing loans mm-hmm. and then the bubble, the housing bubble burst in 2008 and the entire stock market crashed. But for this, for a couple of these hedge funds who saw the mistakes being made, who saw that this was happening, they made a ton of money mm-hmm. in the in the the crash um, because they saw what was was happening. Um. So I just, speaking of uh, uh, weird logical fallacies or whatever, um, my cat spilled some water and then did what she normally does when things get wet, which is try and bury it. Unfortunately, the thing that she tried to bury it with was the placemat that her water bowl was on. (laughs) So she just kept spilling more water. Oh, no. (laughs) And I put some paper towels down, but she has spilled more water (laughs) than they can deal with. Anyway... I just thought it was funny to watch because she's so weird. Um, Anyway, Uh, shorting stocks can offer huge profits if executed seamlessly, but can be extremely risky if the shorted stock surges. In GameStop's case, hedge funds were so confident that its stock would plunge that they compounded their shorts over months and made billions. This proved to be such a goldmine that big time investors became overzealous and essentially borrowed more stocks than they could ever buy back. Oh, yeah. The the expectation is that they wouldn't have to buy them back because they would plummet so much. So the the expectation was that GameStop's stock would just continue falling and they would never like would enter a free fall so much that they would never have to pay off the stuff that they borrowed. So these Reddit users were like, fuck you. And then bought a bunch of stock in GameStop and lost these hedge funds <laughs> millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, fuck. That's funny. Yeah. According to Business Insider, 72 million GameStop shares, 140% of all available GameStop shares. So they borrowed, they borrowed more shares than existed because they didn't think they would ever like have to deal with the consequences oh my god stupid money people uh we're shorted as of january 22nd more uh more shares were being lent than actually existed and that's when an online community of amateur traders leaped on the hedge funds plans to make a killing um the r slash wall street bets 
Reddit forum is currently 4.7 million members strong at the time of writing, up from 1.8 million on January 18th, according to the Internet Archive, excuse me, Wayback Machine. The community was once only known for its toxic jargon and its members bragging about tremendous gains or or massive losses on risky trades. Now, it's become the community that has cost hedge funds billions, all because it caught wind of the astronomical amount of money being poured in to bury GameStop. Because the, they had an, the investors had a, um, an active interest in GameStop going bankrupt. Yeah. Because they overborrowed. Yeah. Um, which, I don't know if this could have happened with any other company. Because you get the you get not to not to generalize, but you get the the nerdy uh, business savvy Reddit users who also love GameStop. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been <laughs> like if it had been I don't know some essential oil scheme. This never would have happened. I don't know though. There 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 are tech savvy moms out there. But, but to this think, degree, I don't think so. Especially, like, there's a difference between tech savvy and, like, Wall Street hyper aware. Or, like, I don't know. If it was, like, some... I'm trying to think of, like, what businesses I frequent that I would never... It would never occur to me that this is how this works. You know? I just... I don't... I don't know. It was a perfect storm. It really, no, this is the perfect storm. Like, maybe movie theaters, but, like, like, this is, it, it really, it is the perfect storm, because people love GameStop. Yeah. Especially people who have been playing games that, uh, require, um, a console. Well, I was going to say people who that, but specifically um, people who, oh, uh, people who have been spend their whole life playing resource management games they got at GameStop. <laughs> I just realized all of these people are financial, like, like amateur financial people. Yeah. Resource management games. I don't know if the my microphone is picking up the, like, wind but it is fucking windy here. It windy. It's also windy here. Um, every so often, doors will slam in my apartment because I keep all of the windows like open a crack just to get the fresh air, you know. Um, but sometimes the it will be so windy there will be a sudden pressure change in my apartment and the door will slam. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, short interest in specific companies is publicly available, and Wall Street bets users understood that hedge funds would be forced to buy back the stocks they borrowed and sold eventually. Uh, So they decided to buy as many shares as possible to boost the share price, which led to GameStop's... Oh, goodness. The alliteration (laughs) is killing me. Oh, it's a rough one. It's a rough one, buddy. GameStop's skyrocketing stock valuation. Uh, When the stock began its monumental climb, short sellers were forced to buy the stock as well to prevent even greater loss, which only caused the stock... Oh. So they had to buy what they borrowed before uh, the price got too high for them to deal with it. 
but that just made the price get higher. Oh, so it... Oh, my God. Okay, so... The article <laughs> is doing a great job of explaining this to me in dum-dum terms. So they really, really exposed how Wall Street... They really made... They really had to make the Wall Street make make me look like Bobo. Mm-hmm. You make look Bobo because we buy stock, make you buy stock. Make stock go wee! Yeah. Um, that was a great audio wave that I got right there. This resulted in the mar- a market phenomenon known as a short squeeze. A similar situation happened to the German car company Volkswagen in 2008 and 2009, which briefly made it the most valuable company in the world. To date, it has cost hedge fund managers... To date, it has cost hedge funds like Melvin Capital Billion. Let me try that sentence one more time. To date, it has cost hedge funds like Melvin Capital billions. The firm received a $2.75... Oh, $2.7... Nope, I was right. $2.75 billion bailout on January 25th after losing more than $3 billion on its GameStop shorts, reported the Wall Street Journal. God, why? It shouldn't get a bailout. All the while, Wall Street bet users bragged about millions in gains, but the stock market fiasco excuse me was far from over short sellers doubled down on their bets banking that the stock price would crash soon so they 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 were like you know what you can only sustain this for so long my dudes eventually it's gonna crash and burn and they bet on that (laughs) oh my god it's not going to though i don't think they also appeared so no that we're 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 at uh we're at four days ago still so this is pre-Wednesday still. This is pre-Wednesday? Yeah. Oh, well, I just checked the stock price. The stock price is still up at like $400. Yeah. Um, so they, they basically, so it went up to like, so it, it, it surged and they were like, you know what? We're going to bet against this. I didn't realize this was pre-Wednesday. I didn't realize we hadn't yeah. even gotten to Wednesday yet. We haven't yet. even gotten to Wednesday yet. <laughs> Um, it's not wednesday my dudes uh short sellers doubled down on their bets banking that stock price would crash soon they also appeared on financial news networks arguing that what happened was market manipulation but all of that attention backfired they were all like they went they went online they're like you can't do this you can't buy stock in gamestop and make me look dumb and steal my money and this was pre-wednesday and everyone was like i'm sorry what was an option we can do what and make you look what? We can do that. And, we can do that and make you look what? We can do what, something and make you look dumb? Huh? Yeah. Huh? We have that they option? Went on financial news networks to whine about how they were being manipulated, how uh, the market was being manipulated. Um, um, wealthy independent investors nicknamed whales heard this chatter and decided to jump in themselves including tech mogul elon musk uh he tweeted game stonk i okay i hate him i do i really i just i can't we in my one of my classes were talking about like simulations Mm. and 
somebody was like, do you think we're living in a simulation? And I was like, if Elon Musk think we're, if Elon Musk thinks we're living in a simulation, I 100% do not think we're living in a simulation because I do not want to believe a thing. I do not want to, I don't want to believe something that Elon Musk believes unless it's climate change. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, he tweeted Game Stonk on the evening of January 26th, which brings us to Tuesday, Tuesday night, um, which sent GameStop's price up to $230 from $150. So that's where we're at in the graph. Um, Further deepening Shorter's wounds. Good. Um, GameStop's... Goodness. The, the fact that GameStop appears in this article a zillion times and also the word stock appears in this article a zillion times. Kat, I'm glad you're reading. I find my place after I look up. I'm glad you're reading this article because my my dyslexic brain would short circuit. Um, big, big short circuit? Mm-hmm. GameStop's share price peaked at $467 on January 28th, which was yesterday, Almost a thousand percent increase from its share price a week ago, while only nights before, only the night before, one user showed Wall Street bets that he had amassed more than thirty-three million from his uh, uh, seven hundred and fifty-five thousand dollar initial investment. That's a big investment, though. But yeah. still, to get thirty-three million from seventy-five or seven hundred and fifty thousand. Imagine if you'd put in, if you'd put in like. $750 though. Yeah. You'd come out with Ooh, can I do the math? Would it be 330,000 or would it I be I believe so. Wow. I was either... I could be I could be wrong, but I believe you just slide the one comma over. One comma to the right. But like what um, that is Maybe it would in... be 33,000 from 750. That's still a fuck ton of money. But Math like, is hard. Imagine yeah, like, but yeah. Imagine putting in seventy five, seven hundred and fifty dollars and getting out like f- five or six figures more. Yeah. Money is um, fake. The stock market shouldn't exist. What the hell? Um. Anyway, continue. Uh, and then it's it, there's a the next thing on this thing is a a, a tweet, an embedded tweet from Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. I said AOC the other day, and my mom's like, "Who's that?" And my mom, my sister's like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, and she's like, "Oh, I've just never heard it shortened like that." And I'm like, "How? Mother, have you been on the internet?" Anyway, I love you, mom. I know you listen to this podcast. My mom doesn't listen to the podcast, even though I've showed her like six times how to find it on Spotify. My mom listens to it while she's making masks. I, I love your mom. Um, hi, Marianne. AOC. Ooh, hi. Sorry. Hi, Cat's mom. Ooh. I don't know if she's okay with Nate. I mean, eventually she we will get her on the show and then people will have to know her first name. I could just anyway. say Ma. Because it's both for mom Ma. and a Boston thing. And her initials. Anyway, AOC tweeted, Gotta admit, it's really something to see Wall Streeters with a long history of treating our economy as a casino complain about a message board of posters also treating the market as a casino. That's from Wednesday. 
Um, uh, following this extraordinary moment for small-time traders, politicians like New York Congresswoman AOC tweeted, it's really something to see Wall Streeters being bested by, and then quote-unquote, a message board. Uh, Barstool Sports's David Portnoy, I don't like Barstool Sports, they're obnoxious. Yep. Um, however, there's a, there seems to be a lot of people that we don't like who are on the, the people's side of this, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, egg trader. I guess everybody hates Wall Street is what we're learning. That's the thing. The common ground. Nobody likes Wall Street except Wall Street. Yeah. Uh, David... Uh, Barstool Sports's David Portnoy egged traders on even more by tweeting that he predicted trading would be intergalactic. That's not even funny. Um, but all of this excitement came to a screeching halt on January 28th, which is yesterday, Thursday, when popular brokerages Robinhood and TD Armatrade issued trade restrictions on GameStop. Traders were no longer able to buy shares, but only sell the ones they had, which caused GameStop stock to nosedive as low as $126 from $467. Though, to remind everybody, it started at $15. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. It started at $15 at all of this. Um, blah, 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 blah. I scrolled by mistake. Um. Uh, Robin had cited, quote unquote, ongoing volatility to justify its unprecedented restrictions. It's never had restrictions before. The stock literally, price movement, literally never. Yeah. The stock price movement even prompted the Biden administration to state it was monitoring the situation. This move tied the hands of a majority of Robin Hood traders. More than half of the app's users owned at least one share of GameStop, according to Motherboard. More than half of the people who use this app were like, yeah, I'll get it on the GameStop thing. Yeah, I'll hop on that. Um, but can you imagine having this is like this is like people who bought stock in like Apple years ago um, yeah. or like, uh, well, we'll get to my article. We'll get to my Ooh. we'll get to my article, which is <laughs> my article is my article is hilarious. <laughs> so fucking funny because Uh, it's so stupid (laughs) um this once again caught the attention of celebrities and politicians who lamb blasted these brokerages for keeping smaller investors out while hedge funds still had free reign in this stock yep um AOC tweeted that Robin Hood's restrictions were unacceptable on January 28th, which Texas Senator Ted Cruz said he fully agreed with. Like, everybody hates Wall Street. Did you see what she she tweeted in response to Ted Cruz, though? No. So Ted Cruz tweeted in response to AOC saying, like, couldn't agree more. And Mm. then and then she responded to Ted Cruz being like, hey, you tried to murder me three weeks ago. Can you sit this one out? Oh, <laughs> like 
She's like, I'm gra- glad that you agree with me on this one, Ted, but considering the fact that you sent an angry mob to literally cut my head off three weeks ago, um, I'd prefer if you set, either sat this one out or literally resigned. So Have fuck you, you, Ted. Sorry, not to, not to dwell on past events, especially not bad news, but did you see the thing where somebody on the internet was arguing that... um. Uh, the gallows that they had erected outside the Capitol building were decorative and not like they couldn't be used for real uh, murder. So people should calm down about it. Yep. Like what? That's like fuck? saying putting up a putting up a burning cross in front of somebody is an art display. That's like saying that's literally that's the same argument. It's like saying putting a burning cross in front of somebody's house is a display of modern art and not a hate crime. It's th- that's the argument that they're making. Anyway, back to the stock market. <laughs> stonks. Uh, this stonks. is literally <laughs> this is the stonks meme. All I can think about the entire time I'm reading this article is that John Mulaney bit where it's like, I don't know what the Dow Jones is. <laughs> It's like I'm a kid and my parents are, I don't know what this BED shit is, but I know it's going to screw me. Yeah. That was a very poor representation of that bit. I just kind of hit my favorite notes, which don't make sense without context. But y'all have seen it or you can look it up. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That was so dismissive. It's a really funny bit. You should watch it. Yeah. Um. But, it's uh, just like, what the fuck? Uh, Twitter tire, uh, Portnoy went on Twitter tirade claiming that the restrictions on trading GameStop and other surging stocks were criminal, an argument that investors are taking to court. Fox Business reporter Lydia Moynihan. Moynihan? Moynihan? Moynihan. Moynihan. I'd go with Moynihan. Uh broke the news that a class action complaint was filed against no i clicked on an ad was filed against robin hood alleging that it had deprived retailed investors of the ability to invest in the open market and manipulated the open market um as of january 28th at 1 45 p.m eastern standard time that's yesterday gamestop stock remains within the 200 to uh, 200 and 250 dollar range what's it at now uh, GameStop stock. Uh, GameStop stock as of January 29th at 1.46 p.m. It is $297.50. Sorry? It is $298.88. Um... For many small-time traders, owning the stock is no longer about the money, but about sending a message. Wall Street Bets uh, members and many others who jumped on board did it to be part of the one one of the most stunning democrats. Oh God, this is such a long word. Stunning democratis demo democratization. Yeah, that of the U.S. stock market. Fuck of the U.S. stock. <laughs> of the U.S. stock market in history, some traders have expressed their interest to never sell their positions and keep them as uh, a memento of the time when amateur traders squeezed hedge fund managers out of goodness. I keep adding managers onto hedge funds, and I don't know why. Uh, of the time when an- amateur traders squeeze hedge funds out of billions. I just think it's 
It's really cool. Yeah. Um. Okay, so that was my article. It took us forever to get through because it's so fucking confusing. But I think I understand it now. I think I. I think I do too. I think I sort of get. Well, again, I think it's the sort of my thing with the Big Short, where it's like I get enough of it so that when people talk about it now and reference it, I'm like, okay, I can follow this conversation. I understand enough of it, so I'm like, I understand that Reddit fucked over Wall Street in a way that uh, they beat them at their own game. Mm-hmm. And I understand enough of the like lingo to where I can follow enough of it. Um, are you ready for the middle bit? I am so ready. You said you had a Florida man, which we, I feel like we haven't had an actual. Oh, it's not actually Florida man. I forgot that it was called the middle bit. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> We've, we used to call it Florida man. It's the middle bit. It's, it's sponsored middle. by water or tea. tea, but not celestial seasonings. Hashtag not sponsored by celestial seasonings. I don't think I'd accept a sponsor from celestial seasonings. They're weird water it's delicious tea kind of tea it's also delicious drink it um don't get also here's my special sponsor this week don't get coronavirus (laughs) (laughs) just Um. just avoid it um if you want to send us an email if you want to send an email to our podcast specifically you can we can be reached um, our email is hyhtgnpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us an email there. Our Twitter is at hyhtgnpodcast. Um, our network is tangentsonly at gmail.com. And our Twitter is tangentsonlynetwork or at tangentsonlynetwork. You, we can be reached there. Um... I don't have anything more to say about that. Leave us a review on iTunes. Oh, it's it's time for me to check our email because I only ever do that during the podcast. It's a good time to check the email because then we can read emails. I tied some string into knots. I was so excited. I was like, we got an email. Um, somebody wants us to, uh, join their, their, uh, podcasting platform. Oh. I was, I was so bummed. It was like, hi, hi, Sophia and Kat. Uh, we love, have you heard the good news? Really? Wait, who is it? I mean, it's, it's, it's a form letter. Oh. Like. Let's see if uh, Tangents Only has any emails. No, we do not. Uh, how about Twitter? Hello. What? How about Ooh, Twitter? Let's go to Twitter. Titter. Any ads on Twitter? Maybe I'll send us a... Maybe I'll tweet at us. That's no that fun. That would be fun. <laughs> I said that's no fun, and you said that would be fun, so... Well, it would be a notification, you know? That's true. Very true. Yeah, I can't, I can't tell if I can taste this tea or not. 
That's fun. Coronavirus is no fun unless it's shared with no one. <laughs> okay. So um, there are a lot of really cool, interesting articles that don't have enough meat to them mm. to be a whole section. Um, so I wanted to read a couple headlines. But first, I want to read this headline that just... I don't know why. It's just so funny to me. Are you... It it's not funny. I'm warning you now. It's not funny, but it is. Is it like you know? a is it like a a joke your dad would would tell that only he thinks is funny? Uh, no, it just it just caught me off guard. Okay. So I was researching the GameStop thing. Okay. And I came across a New York Times article called "What Does a Gamer Look Like?" <laughs> okay. That's that's it. That that's the headline. What's the article? Um, it's it's talking about uh the the f- f- gamer fashion. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just just what does a gamer look like? I mean like anything a gamer wants to look like though. I didn't realize gamer fashion was is it like streetwear? That's the opposite um, of gamer it's a fashion. Comedy. No. No, no there is streetwear. But I don't think of gamers as people who are, like, on the streets very often, I guess. No. Um, but apparently gamers are really into streetwear, cosplay, and low-key luxury. Wait, oh, what the fuck? Like... Louis Vuitton teamed up with League of Legends to make gamer clothes. That's... I take offense at that. I just don't like luxury brands. I have a whole... Me neither. I... I, I have no problem with people buying. I think if people want to buy like luxury brands secondhand, go for it. Um, I just don't think anybody should be paying like $150,000 for a pair of shoes. That's ridiculous. Um, I think clothes should be made out of natural fibers and they should be sturdy and they should be comfy. And they should be accessible. Yeah. I mean, there That's are absolutely... hot fashion take. There are absolutely, like, items of clothing that I own. Like, you people should be investing in their clothing. And I think there are brands that are higher end that are... I wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily label them as, like, luxury brands that mm. their clothing is more expensive because they're it's either, like, it's handmade or it's sustainably sourced or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, like, I recently bought a cardigan that I love. I wear it all the time. But it was expensive. But it also mm. is going to last me, you know, if I continue to take care of it in the way that I take care of it, which is very well, it's going to last me the next, like, ten fucking years of my life. Hell Yeah. So, like, your clothing should be an investment. There's no point in spending $150 on a fucking t-shirt from Gucci. Like, what's the fucking point? Um, My t-shirt is a t-shirt that I got um, when I saw an off-Broadway musical. (laughs) I've got the um, hiccups. And then cut a neck hole in. (laughs) I just, I don't see the point of spending a thousand dollars on a pair of fucking Gucci flip flops. Like, yeah, it's you paying... spend a lot of money on something that was like made by an artist, you know? Yeah. Like, 
You know what I mean? There, yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Like there are designed like, by a famous designer and then mass produced, but like made by an artist. Yeah. If like it's, on Etsy or whatever. I have such respect. There are certain like lines of, you know, designer clothing. Like I think there are certain, like I think there's a place for high fashion and couture and all of that. I'm not going to say that high fashion is not art because there are certain line, whatever, blah, blah, blah. There is a place for that. Um, but but I have a... been into, here's a fun story. This is, this is funny. I've been into the Gucci store in Manhattan. And I get the aesthetic of ugly clothing. I understand that there is a place for that. But why would I spend eight thousand dollars on a wool cape that i could probably make if i was a seamstress with material from joanne fabric yeah i could do it also also i was Mm -hmm. like 20 when i went into the gucci store i walked in i was wearing converse overalls and like a puffy jacket what a mood I walked into the Gucci store with my friend. We were there. We were doing like a like a a concert because I was in my school's handbell ensemble. Um, <laughs> we walked in and this guy comes up to us and he's got like white gloves on with a tray of champagne. He's like, champagne? And we were like, no, we have to perform in an hour. And he was like, oh, why are you here? <laughs> we were like, just looking around. And looking he was around. Like, he was like, oh, can I help you with anything? We were like, no, we're poor. He was like, oh, why are you here? And we were like, mm-hmm. He was like, listen, nobody goes into a fancy store in like downtown Manhattan. It was to on Fifth buy Avenue. Things. It was on Fifth Avenue. Okay, here's the other thing. Why do they make, I know why they make Gucci clothing for kids, but why would a parent buy Gucci clothing for their kid? Okay, I know Instagram. why. Instagram. Status. It's a status thing. But forget, like, the... I'm going to ask hypothetical questions here, so forget answering them. The fuck? Okay. Like, your kid's going to grow out of their gucky shirt in, like, 30 seconds anyway. Like And get spit up on it. And get throw up on it. Like, little Maddox is going to take a nosedive down the stairs and get, a no- like, blood all over his shirt. Have you seen the thing? Um, there's a person on TikTok who's like, yeah, that's clothes, really expensive clothes designed for babies that I would look better in. Fucking, I just, anyway, um, should we move on to my, my article for today? Oh, I Unless, oh you to... had more headlines oh, you wanted well, to I had read. I had one very fashion adjacent thing mm-hmm. to say, which was, uh, I, uh, we talked about this, I believe, a little bit last week, but Bernie's mittens, just briefly, they <laughs> Uh, Bernie and the teacher that made his mittens have raised $1.8 million for various local charities in Vermont uh, um, using the, the mitten meme. Love that. I just would like to say that Ben Shapiro tweeted a picture of him dressed up as Bernie Sanders, and I think that's a hate crime because I he's not he shouldn't get be allowed to use that. He shouldn't be allowed to. Um, I wouldn't actually fight Ben Shapiro behind a Denny's because I am a pacifist and um, 
I don't actually want to give Ben Shapiro the time of day because reasons, but um, fuck you, Ben. Just I'm not a pacifist. Actually, I'm not um, either. I'm a very angry person. Would you uh, save me a seat in said Denny's while I beat his ass behind the Denny's? No, I would want to be there for you. I appreciate it. No, I'd, I'd film it for actually, our Patreon. Okay. <laughs> for our non-existent Patreon. No, you know what, Kat? I would fucking back you up. I'm not even... Ju- like, no, you know what I would do? I would interview Ben Shapiro afterwards. Incredible. I want to know if he has any pets. Like, I genuinely... I know... I actually want to know about Ben Shapiro's life. Like, outside of politics, because I'm very curious about who I know he is as a person. His sister's a YouTuber, right? Uh-huh. I don't care about her. Fuck. I don't give a shit. And his uh, cousin is an amazing former child actress who hates his guts. Yeah. Matilda. I literally know nothing. I know nothing about them at all. I am genuinely curious about, like, his... Not his personal life, just like who he is as a person. I want to know if he's got dogs or cats. I think Ben Shapiro is a fish person. I think he's got a lot of fish. I think he cares deeply about them. I have to know. I don't know. I feel like he, ha- if he had a fish, he would be the kind of person who just fundamentally misunderstands what fish need. I don't know. I feel like, like his a parents... goldfish in this tiny bowl. No, I feel like his parents didn't let him have a dog or a cat when he oh. was growing up. And so he, they let him have fish. <laughs> speculating about Ben Shapiro's house part of the podcast. <laughs> so his parents let him have fish. And he just really, he was like, I'm going to take such good care of this fish because it's the only animal companionship I will ever get. That's what I think. And I just want to know if I'm right. Okay. Anyway. Okay. I have I have just a couple of headlines that I wanted to share with Kat, you. Kat, we've been recording for almost an hour and a half. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an hour and six minutes. Oh, okay. That's not too um, bad. Yeah. Um, just a, a couple of headlines where I was like, this is interesting. And then there wasn't enough there. Um, monolith Mania comes to the Chelsea. Or it comes to Chelsea. Oh, great. More mo- Monolith update. Um. People are just making monoliths, like fancy artists are making monoliths now. Nice. Because it's fun. Um, The world's rarest turtle has a shot at escaping extinction. Nice. Good for him. yeah. Was this dinosaur more subaquatic killer or giant bird? Me. Um, What does a gamer look like? It's just so That's how we started talking about Gucci. I was like, how did I go on my weird Gucci rant? Um, Snowy Owl is spotted in Central Park for first time in 130 years. Hedwig? Uh, say oh, goodbye oh, to Melbourne's... Oh, wait, Kat. Hold on. This is just a ringing endorsement for ContraPoints. Did you see ContraPoints' new video about J.K. Rowling? I have not. It came out like two days ago. It's very... I've been on a uh, Wolfstar kick lately. Mm. Um, because apparently, apparently, when you're queer and in your early 20s and you were really, 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 really obsessed with Harry Potter as a child, you become obsessed with the Marauders in your early 20s and hmm. hate J.K. Rowling. But like, ContraPoint's most recent video is about J.K. Rowling and it's very good. Um, uh, saying goodbye to Melbourne's weird and wonderful taxidermy. 
There's a bizarre taxidermy mu- uh, museum, and I did read this article. It was too short for a whole thing, but there's a weird, uh, like a, a wonky taxidermy museum in Melbourne that had to close to protect to keep the um, animals intact. But you can do a virtual tour of it, mm. um, and it, it's home to a uh, sad otter. <gasps> oh, he's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Along with grimace bear. Oh, that's, oh, that's really how I feel, though. Um, also, there's now gluten-free Oreos. I am going to try them live on the podcast once I get my hands on some. Fuck yeah, good uh, for you. Good to, cat. To let you guys know. Good for you. Now Ben like. and Jerry's just needs to make gluten-free cookies and cream. You get me. Dairy, sorry, dairy-free cookies and cream. Dairy-free and gluten-free. And gluten-free. <laughs> my brain could not put the two together. Uh... Dave's girl, <coughs> Dave girl. We love Dave girl. Dave girl's I'm daughter. I'm so sings. sorry. I just made the. I just sounded like a cat throwing up a hairball. It's the. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, Dave girl's daughter Violet sings on the new Foo Fighters album. Uh Did they get and what the the girl? I forget her name. Uh, Nandy started with a B. Yeah, her. They should get her to feature on uh, as as uh, the drum, as a drummer. Absolutely. And finally, um, there is a lot to this article, but it there's a lot of really heavy topics in this article, so I didn't really want to read it. But I mm. will share with you the headline: Ben and Jerry's co-founders, Ben and Jerry, want to make it easier to sue cops who abuse their authority. Fuck yeah. Yet again, Ben and Jerry's, again, they just need to make dairy-free yeah. cookies and cream and gluten-free Please. cookies. They just <laughs> Please, gluten-free, dairy-free cookies and cream. Just make ice cream for Kat. Kat, you should just get your own me. flavor if our podcast ever takes off. <laughs> Someday when I'm famous, there's going to be my own flavor of Ben and Jerry's. That's my new goal Yeah, in life. Shall um, okay. we get to my... So, Absolutely. There's, there's nothing I appreciate more than... Men being dum dum. Mm-hmm. Not that women can't be dum dums, and non-binary people can't be dum dums. You're not excluded from that category either. But <laughs> <laughs> we're equal opportunists here. <laughs> but I would just like to say, I feel like overall, in terms of dum dum in the world, I feel like men fall into that category a lot more often than the rest of us. <laughs> And um, in Supreme Dum Dum Hood, man who can't remember his Bitcoin password says he's made peace with his $220 million loss. Oh, my God. (laughs) How? So (laughs) when Bitcoin first, I mean, he gets into it. So when Bitcoin first, like, premiered or whatever... It was twelve dollars, mm-hmm. and now it, the cryptocurrency is worth billions. So you could buy, you know, like a and and the way Bitcoin works is you didn't need to buy a full one. You could buy like a fourth of a Bitcoin, and you can now have millions and millions of dollars. So this article comes from ABC thirteen. 
And I think Houston. <laughs> I'm cold. You're valid. Um, and it's written by Liz Kreutz, uh, Thursday, January 14th of this year. Um, so, San Francisco man who can't remember the password to unlock his 22... $220 million Bitcoin fortune says he long ago made peace with the reality that he may never gain access. Stephen Thompson went, went viral this week after a New York Times profile revealed to the world his unsettling dilemma. The password to unlock his Bitcoin fortune is locked in a hard drive that gives users 10 attempts before wiping clean. Thomas says he has just two more tries. Oh, God. In an interview with our sister station, Kago TV on Wednesday, Thomas said it's now been nine years since he first realized he was locked out of his account, which means he's had ample time to process it. There were sort of a couple weeks where I was just desperate. I don't know. I don't have any other words to describe it, Thomas said, recalling how he felt when he first learned he couldn't find his password in 2012. You sort of question your own self-worth. What kind of person loses something that important? But time heals all wounds, he added. Over the years, he said he's just made peace with his loss. It was actually a really big milestone in my life where I was like, I just sort of realized how I was going to define my self-worth going forward. He said, it wasn't going to be about how much money I have in my bank account. That's all great and altruistic, but losing $22 million, losing $220 million, that's sure to stress out even the most genuine pe- person. Thomas said, since the New York Times profile, hundreds of people around the world have reached out to him with advice, some serious, others silly. One person suggested, have you tried the word password? He joked. Some people have recommended mediums, psychics, prophets that I could talk to. I'm Some sorry. People- prophets? Uh-huh. A prophet for a lord? Uh, 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 a, a speaker for the gods? Mm-hmm. Or a god? being like it's it's password all lowercase except for the second s mm-hmm. like that's that's what god is telling me some people are suggesting nootropic memory enhancing drugs so far he's not taken up anyone i think out of all of those my favorite is the drugs i just like this is one of those things where it's like, write it, like, he must have written it down and just, like, lost it. Yeah. Um, so, Ian Sher, editor-at-large at CNET News, explained that Thomas's situation is not uncommon. The way that Bitcoin works and that this technology works is that it's all meant to be anonymous, Cher said. But a lot of this data is actually hidden behind a specific password that you that you have to get into your account. Cher said that many people who bought Bitcoin years ago, back when it was worth very little, wrote down their password somewhere and just thought it wouldn't be a thing. Now it's worth millions, he said, and they're sitting there rack- racking their heads trying to figure out what piece of paper it's written on or what password it might have been. 
So what's the best advice for remembering passwords? We yeah, had one, C- two, three, four. One, two, three, four. We at CNET recommend that you use a password manager, Sharish said. It's a single app that sits on your computer or you run through your phone and it hides one pass it hides behind one password and it's all good. Uh Cher, for example, said he uses a line of poetry. Uh the app creates other passwords for you that are random and meant to be really hard to crack. It works really well because you just don't have to remember anything anymore. You just have the one thing. Thomas said that he decided to share his story in the hopes that it prevents others from making the same mistake he did. He said if you he said if you do get a digital wallet, make sure you have a plan to secure and remember your passwords. I big dumb bobo man forget the password. That sucks though. Can you imagine? <laughs> that's yeah, that's rough, buddy. That's a rough one. I at least he's had time to make peace with it and like at least it wasn't that he spent a lot, a lot, a lot of money on Bitcoin. Yeah, it sounds like he bought it back when it was like literally back when it was like twelve bucks. Yeah. When he was like, I, this sounds like something that might be, you know, like, imagine, again, it goes back to imagine being one of those people who was like, I'll buy stock in GameStop years ago, being like, I like GameStop. You know, those people who are like, I'll buy stock in something just because I like it. Mm-hmm. And then something like this happens and you're like, holy shit, my like yeah. 300 stocks that I bought in GameStop back when we it was worth $15. Blockbuster. I think it's dead. I think it's too late for that. What's the, oh, I think it's in Brooklyn Nine-Nine when he's like, oh, I got an inheritance from my super duper rich uncle. Oh my God, it's a thousand shares in Blockbuster video. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like, it's like those people who invested in like Apple mm-hmm. way back in the day and now, you know, or Google. It's just like, it's insane to me. Like, then, and then people make billions of dollars because they get lucky or they forget their fucking password. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, that, yeah. That sucks. Do you think that's the most valuable password that somebody's ever forgotten? Hmm. Is Bitcoin? Hmm. I don't I don't know because this is this is the question of like did Trump ever forget like the nuclear codes he probably never had them in the first place they probably never gave them to him I wouldn't have I bet nobody Um, actually has access to it I bet it's like some super complicated like workaround you need to know well, because it's not—it's not just like a button. It's not just like a I want to launch nuclear like nukes at somebody. It's like a yeah. I. It's like you have to authorize it, and then somebody else has to authorize that, and blah blah blah. You know, like. But I bet, monetary monetary wise, probably. It's probably the most valuable. Like password, maybe not his specifically, mm-hmm. but. 
somebody like, somebody Bitcoin. else probably has forgotten their bitcoin password somebody got like four bitcoin instead of one when yeah it was worth nothing and now it's money's fake money's fake anyway like i can't what... believe we did a, we did a whole episode talking about money <laughs> i can't believe we both picked something that's money though yeah I literally, like, sat down and I was like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm going to, like, talk about this week. And then I, I realized I had this article saved. Um, I guess I always have both Celestial Seasonings and Graham Crackers in my back pocket mm-hmm. in case I ever really can't find anything. But I'm so happy I had this in my fucking back pocket. We really did a whole episode talking about money. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, Money is fake. I said that to somebody the other day and they were like, what are you talking about? Money's real. And I was like, prove it. And they took a dollar bill out of their pocket. And I was like, well. What a cool piece of paper you have. I was How like, much That's is a- it worth? What's it worth? He's like a dollar. And I was like, uh-huh. Which is worth what? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you have heard the good news about. I've- me having coronavirus. <laughs> That's not good news. About money. About about people fucking over Wall Street, which is always good news. Yeah, and then and you people know what the fucking best over part... them people's memory fucking over themselves. <laughs> you know what the best part about this time Wall Street getting fucked over? Yeah. As of right now, mm-hmm. I mean, it sucks with with like Robin Hood. That yeah, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. But unlike what happened in two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. People aren't, like, losing their jobs or their homes. Yeah. Like, people themselves aren't getting fucked over. Yeah. On, like, a, on, like, a basis that will affect every single little part of their whole-ass lives. Yeah. Um, I also want to say, um, I think we should guess what's going to happen next Wednesday. Oh, God. My bet is New Dinosaur is discovered. Oh, um, my bet is that I won't have coronavirus. That's not. Oh, come fine. on, play hey, the game. Oh, fine. Um, my bet next Wednesday is Boris Johnson resigns as prime minister. Ooh, spicy. Not even okay. a United. Not. I'm guessing. I'm going international. Nice. We all right. We've gone. We've gone international, boys. I have been Cat. <laughs> I've been Sophia. You have heard the good news. Thank you. What What was it that one of your friends said last time? I think it was Liz said good night and good news. Yeah, good night and good news. Catch you. I'm gonna start saying catch you on the flip side. I miss saying that. Ooh. And I will catch you on the flip side. I'm just gonna go bye. <laughs>